welcome to Our Story, a podcast where ordinary people share extraordinary stories. My name is Atherva, and today I'm joined by John LaFernara. John, how's it going, buddy? Good. How you doing, Atherva? Man, good. It's been so weird because we used to see each other every single day, yeah. and it was like always a great start to my day because you'd be welcoming me with like a, you know, your always smiling face and it was like always a good start to the day and now it's been over almost a month now where we haven't seen each other because of the coronavirus situation yeah yeah it's pretty crazy you know, like yeah we used to sit next to each other every day and and now like yeah that's it's i don't see anybody i just went to the grocery store and it's like holy cow there's other people that exist <laughs> right <laughs> Hey, but uh, I think normalcy is on the horizon, so I can't, yeah. you know, can't wait. Right. I, yeah, I've got a feeling, you know, it's, it's, it'll be done soon. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. So, John, our friendship kind of grew with our, uh, you know, our job. Uh, we sat next mm-hmm. to each other or, or sit next to each other. Uh, but I think our friendship grew just because, like, uh, I felt like we shared a lot of our interests in common. And I, I felt like you always had this really optimistic vibe to you and it, it fed off it. Like I fed off your energy. Um, so I want to kind of dig into that more. I want to find out like, you know, where does that intrinsic energy come from? So let's roll back the clock a little bit. You know, if I were to look up your uh, name on Wikipedia, what would that first paragraph say about you from, you know, early on? Um. First paragraph early on is say uh, I was born and raised in Batavia, New York, about uh, 45 minutes uh, east of Buffalo and west of Rochester. It's like smack dab in the middle between both of them. Um, I was pretty much raised by my two older sisters and my mom. Um, and I grew up obsessed with baseball. I, I, didn't, I, I liked playing other sports with my friends. Um, I didn't really care for football too much until uh, maybe a couple of years ago. But um, when the snow hit the ground, I went indoors um, and practiced indoors. I I was just completely obsessed. And uh, um, my dream was to uh, be a major league baseball player. And um, that didn't really uh, work out so well. Um, and so like years go on and, uh, I, I've had, I still have this like passion and this drive to want to like work hard towards something, but I couldn't really find what it was, um, until I found the, uh, high peak mountains in, uh, the Adirondack park in New York. That's awesome, man. Like that's, yeah. I think where we first connected our conversations about that. Like, I remember you coming into work and um, you think like, oh, yeah, I'm going hiking this weekend and going to climb like five high peaks. Yeah. Next week, it was like another 10. I was just like, yeah. wow, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. cool. Okay. So let's figure out how, you know, that happened, like how, how that shaped you to, to achieve this. Uh, so you mentioned growing up in family with two sisters and, uh-huh. you know, your mom. Were you the baby in the family then? Oh yeah, I was the I was the baby in the family for sure. <laughs> nice. So yeah. that mean you were just more of like the one that uh, got away with everything, or because you were like the only uh, boy child, like you had some like uh, responsibilities that you had to kind of step up early on. Yeah, I think um, 
Yeah, like I, I would develop like some responsibilities, like uh, like any boy would, like and with girls, like uh, killing little critters around the house, and like they would freak out if a spider was in the inside and anything. Um, um, you know, just little things like that. So you stepped up to the plate for whenever the critters were around. Oh yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now talk to me about baseball. Like, where did that love start? That love started. Um, from as far back as I can remember, I was like in diapers and my grandpa, um, at his house, um, he would take me out back and just like, uh, like have a T-ball set up with like a wiffle ball bat and wiffle balls. And, um, then when I got better, he would start tossing them to me. And, uh, um, and then when I, when he would get too tired and I wanted to keep playing, I would just keep hitting them and he would have this like shed um, maybe like a hundred feet away or so. And I would try and hit it over that shed, but I was like too scared to go back there, but yet still really curious. And now that I'm like talking about it, I think that's where the curiosity of like adventure and outdoors, like started beginning. Cause like, you know, the imagination runs wild. You think there's like monsters back there and stuff, but, um, got it. Yeah. yeah so this is, yeah. you're still a toddler at this point. Oh yeah. I'm still a toddler. And then that, but that's where, um, little did I know any kind of outdoor curiosity began, but yeah, like that's where baseball started. And, um, it just grew from there. I just became obsessed, like in the classroom, like if the, when the teacher would turn around, I would like stand up and practice my swing and everything like that. Like I didn't have a plan B at all. I, I kind of, um, didn't put in too much work into my grades. Like looking back, I definitely should have but I was obsessed and yeah, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know what to do. And, um, when it came to college, um, I didn't play it. Like I had a community college in my hometown, but for some reason I did, I didn't play and everybody in my whole family and my friends were shocked. But I think it was really like, I had this horrible fear of failure that, um, I wasn't going to do well or not make it. And, um, you're not supposed to live with regrets, but that's been like my biggest regret in my whole life. And, but since then, yeah, I've had this huge hole in my heart and, um, I finally found that in hiking the mountains, and high peaks. Wow. That's, that's so inspiring. So just so I understand, like you had the drive, it mm-hmm. sounds like you had the skills cause like your family and friends are all, uh, you know, rooting for you mm-hmm. for to achieve this. Mm-hmm. And this was this was your like you had put hundred percent all eggs in the basket to achieve this, um, and you know just the fear of failure kind of steered you away. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, and like I've always like dreamt big too. Like you can ask anybody like close to my family, like whether it was baseball or ever I mentioned like any other wild dreams, like um, being a singer or like an actor or something like that. I wanted to, to like do something like big um but uh yeah I've, I've had a drive and i think just one day um uh i i said i mean whether it's anything in my life in my life like a small goal or anything like that like i'm not going to get anywhere being afraid of things i have to take that leap of faith essentially and uh run towards my fear and and, and go for it See, that's so cool because I want to learn more about how this transition happened because the John I know 
is the ones that's just achieving feats that I can't even comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> and you, when you describe it to me, you just, you know, it's so simple when, when you say it. it's just like you set a goal and you achieve it. But, and that's the way you even describe it to me. And I want to know where this drive like came from and how it was built. Um, you know, walk me through that transition from, you know, veering away from uh, the goal you had all your life to the person you're today. Um, I, I think like all of, like me striving towards my goals again stems from playing baseball. Um, and I think it was like knowing that scouts liked uh, taller athletes and like all of my friends growing up were like skyscrapers to me. I always looked up to them like physically and literally because uh, I would, like was way shorter than them. Um, so I kind of like played with a chip on my shoulder a bit like well, um, I'm shorter, but I can definitely compete with these guys. So I'm going to work my butt off and prove to be uh, one of the best players on the field. And uh, um, this gold for the mountains too, like I, uh, I would hear and like talk with other hikers that like, yeah, I just started hiking. And I want to uh, complete this goal by this date and kind of got some doubt from them. And when you give me doubt, I just – I don't know, like I, I, uh, it adds fuel to the fire. I want to prove you wrong and just prove my, to myself what I'm capable of. That's awesome. So walk me through how the love for the mountains happened. Like where did that come from? Um, so I've, I've always loved the outdoors. Um, uh, there's like parks around where I grew up in Batavia that I always loved going to. Um, and then I think one time, um, it was like 2014, 15 or 16. Um, a couple of friends of mine went up to old forge, which is like the closest town, I believe, like right on the like edge of the Adirondack park. Um, that's like closest to Buffalo. Um, we went there and there's some mountains there that are not as nearly as tall as the high peaks. Um, and that's like right around then where I started getting to this like hippie phase myself. And, uh, I went up barefoot. I just wanted to try going up at barefoot and I was able to do it. And, um, it took maybe like 20 or 30 minutes to get to the top. Um, so, uh, and then doing that, I'm like, oh, that was a piece of cake. And then like, anytime I like would go out to Colorado and just seeing mountains, then didn't climb any, but like looking back and be like, oh, those mountains are in the in new york and the adirondacks are cake like compared to these like that's nothing um so then like the girlfriend i'm seeing now when we first started seeing each other um she learns that like i love mountains too and everything and she's like we should go to the adirondacks and i'm like oh yeah that's nothing but if we go i want to go do mount marcy the um tallest mountain in this state of new york i was like i want to go bigger go home like uh, i kind of got a little like cocky with it and we we do it. It's like, I think it, off the top of my head, it's uh, like 5,344 feet. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, and it kicked my butt, dude. Um, it was like super cloudy the entire time. I got to go do it again because I didn't have a view at all. But um, super cloudy. And uh, we would get to these like what we thought was the top like fall summits um with all the fog and everything 
like if that was gone, I wonder like if we were to like go back and see where we were, if we didn't have any fog, like if we would be able to clearly see, but like people would walk by and be like, crap, like there's more we even got to do. Gosh. So we keep going, keep going. And when we finally got to the top, like this came out of nowhere. I was like so overwhelmed with emotion and like just started crying my eyes out and like just so proud of what we had accomplished and like no view at all either. And, um, walking back to the car and with like like i i was limping in both legs i could i remember like i couldn't even walk for like two weeks but i was hooked i was like this is what is going to fill that hole for me of like not having baseball and things so yeah gotcha so let me paint a picture a little bit for folks that are not familiar with mount marcy like it has a trail don't get me wrong it's not you know completely um like actual unmapped yeah right yeah, but there are times where you are just on all fours going up steep rocks. So it's not an easy climb by any stretch of the imagination. And like you said about the false peak, like if you don't have a view of what's ahead of you, like there's so many times where you think, man, this has to be the top. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like get past the tree coverage, you're like, where else is there to go? Right. <laughs> And uh, when, I remember when I did it, the same thing, like a cloud formation was happening and uh, it literally felt like a scene from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like you were literally walking in the clouds and uh, yeah, w- what you described is you just have to experience it to really understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you know, I guess were humbled by the first big hike you did with Mount Marcy. Oh, big time. And like to like, I've, I've since then and like being Mm -hmm. like getting obsessed with the mountains and everything I've gotten kind of like really spiritual with the mountains. And like, I think like they felt like maybe disrespected of how I talked to them, like going from Colorado and talking about them and like doing those smaller mountains in old forge like, Oh yeah, they were cake. And I can just sense they were like, Oh really? Why Why don't you come try us again? So then I was like, all right, like, I need to take this more seriously. I need to, like, study up way more and, like, physically and mentally prepare myself way more in, uh, for my next adventures out there. Um, yeah. Got it. And that's when, like, your first challenge became your motivation mm-hmm. and you just, like, fell in love with yeah. that. Okay. And describe to us, you, you know, you conquered the tallest mountain, Mount Marcy. Mm-hmm. But the Adirondacks have 46 high peaks. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? correct? Yeah. And each peak has a, its its own challenges. It's there's it's not like Mount Marcy was the hardest because it's the tallest. Correct, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there are other peaks that were even more challenging. Mm-hmm. And for most folks, it's like a lifetime goal to achieve those mm-hmm. 46 high peaks. Yeah. You achieved that in what seemed like a matter of just months, right? Uh, just a little over a year. Um, That's uh, incredible. Yeah. So walk us through that motivation and how you achieved it. Um, but yeah, like to what you said, like um, to kind of backtrack a bit, um, I worked in a store. This is when like I actually first started learning about the high peaks. I worked at Eddie Bauer um, and the assistant manager there, had told me that he was trying to do these and um, I had no idea where they were. And when he told me they were in the Adirondacks, I hardly even knew what the Adirondacks were. And I was like, Oh, six hours away. Like I'll never have time 
or a job that will allow me to, uh, like, take time off to travel that much. To, like, it'll take me, like, decades to do it. Um, like, no, that's impossible. I'm not doing it. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, there was, like, what you said, there's, like, Marcy is, like, the tallest. But, like, looking back and have done, like, doing all of them, um, that's, like, easier compared to something. Like, there's, like, the shortest one is one of the hardest ones to do it because, like, you have to go over another, like, tall mountain just to get to the shortest one in the park. Um, all of them have their own, like, I don't even know, like their own special feature with them. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's an event. Every one of them is an adventure in themselves. I forgot what you had asked me to dive into, but, um, what, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. So my question was, and don't get me wrong, like everything you're explaining is like so motivating to me because I absolutely love hiking as well. I wanted to understand your motivation on cap, like conquering all these 46 high peaks. Oh, well, because again, like I think, like I joined this, uh, this Facebook page that, um, has like over 20,000 members, uh, about the Adirondack high peaks. And I didn't have anybody else to hike with because now I've got this job where I can, I work four days on four days off and I could take a ton of time off now to be able to go up there. Um, and like my girlfriend works a regular Monday through Friday job. So she's not able to go with me as much. Um, I didn't really have like people to go with. So I'm like asking people if they want to join me and I'm like writing out, um, like my game plan for the summer. Like for some reason, I just wanted like to finish by, uh, my birthday at the end of October. Like my first hike that I did with my girlfriend was, September 2018 that we did one mountain. Then I went a month later in the beginning of October, I did five mountains. So I got six. So then I wanted to complete it. The, the remaining 40 by my birthday of the end of October of 2019. So I'm finishing, I'm like writing up a million different lists um, of like what mountains to do like this weekend and that weekend in June, July, August, September, yada, yada. Um, and just people were like, like almost kind of doubting me a bit and like, I don't know. And I didn't, I just didn't sit well with me. I, I, that gave me another chip on my shoulder. Like, all right, if you're going to doubt me, I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. Cause you know, like the, that's like, even just writing it down on paper, it's, it gets kind of daunting. And, and even just hiking one mountain, thinking about all these other mountains that I got to do next. It's like, geez, like, I don't know, but I just wanted to get it done by my birthday. And, um, and, uh, yeah, cause like as beautiful as the Adirondacks are, like, I, I love it out there, but there's just so much more that I want to see in the world too. So I wanted to, I started something. I just wanted to complete it before I, I went anywhere else and explored anywhere else, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And just to paint a picture, like, when you say you want to climb a mountain, it is not just like a thing you could do in a day and be fully recovered. No. I remember when I did Marcy, it took us like 12 hours round trip and I was sore for the rest oh, of the week. Yeah, I, I think I was no joke sore for like two or three weeks. I remember walking with um, cramped legs and like really tight legs for like two weeks. It was brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And then I remember at work, you would be like, yeah, this weekend I'm doing five mounts. Next weekend I'm doing yeah. 10 mounts. It's like every time it would be like your last day of the week, I would be asking you, all right, what's in store for this <laughs> week? And you would have like a list ready. Yeah. And that motivation just always inspired me. It's like, man, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, I, and just the fact that you captured all 46 high peaks is, you know, something that people achieve in a lifetime. You did that in less than a year. And not only that, when I remember when you had conquered your 46, I asked you, like, what's next? And I thought the answer would be like, oh, I'm just going to take it easy for a little while. You know, I'm going to recover. But you did not skip a beat. You were like, I'm going to run a marathon next. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, one, like, how and why? Um, <laughs> well, like, uh, anybody that's listening, if they uh... – to kind of backtrack a bit, we'll, we'll get into the marathon running, but to backtrack, like how you said, like how, like the soreness comes and everything, um, with mountain climbing and stuff, um, that endurance, like if you really want to do it and you have the, the time to be able to go, that endurance catches like really quickly. And if you like take care of your body the way you're supposed to, um, and work out in between and everything, uh, and stretch and everything, um, and, and you have that desire and you really want to do it, you'll do it. it it's just as simple as it becomes, it becomes, yeah, mind over matter at a certain point. Like if you want it that bad, you'll be able to do it. Um, it's going to suck. Yeah. I always remember you explaining that like your goals, you explain them in such a straightforward way and it sounds so simple but it's so difficult yeah. to achieve. Like I remember you telling me, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do it. And you know, no justification. Mm-hmm. And you would go do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I always said that, that about you. You know, it kind of reminds me, like we talked about uh, one of our favorite movies, The Secret Life of Walter oh, yeah. Mitty. I remember like there was a time in the movie where he has to, I don't want to give this movie away because it's so incredible. He basically just has to do what he would have never done in his normal life. And he does the first thing. And then it just snowballs into a crazy adventure and a crazier adventure and a crazier adventure to the point where he just, like, overcomes all of the obstacles in front of him and just, like, rebirths into this awesome new badass. And I feel like the story you're telling me almost parallels to that. Is that that fair? Yeah, because that... If anybody's interested and hasn't seen that movie, that movie gave me the travel bug, the adventure bug, and everything. Like, that was, like, I kind of felt like I was Walter Mitty. Like, I mean, I, I had already gone, um, visited Colorado and California before um, going and doing the high peaks. But um, that movie, like, was like, all right, John, like, if, if you want to stay where you're at, you're going to stay where you're at and kind of live, like, not to say regular life, but yeah, you know, regular life. Or if you want um, to create some memories, you can look back on and be like, "Wow, you did that!" Then you need to step out of your comfort zone and and go do it. You know, I'm curious. Has there any has there been any other inspirational things that have really uh, changed the way you've kind of looked at life and given you this motivation? Like any books or um, you know there has to be some some external motivation or did that does that all come from intrinsic um yeah there's um there was this one book uh called can't hurt me by david goggins um i just heard about that 
um, last summer. And that kind of like really awakened the, like any kind of badass that I had in me. That guy is like the toughest guy I've ever heard of in the world. Like, it's just, I, I don't even want to like go too far into it with him, but he was like, he was proof that like, if you really like want to get yourself out of your like mental gutter, it's as easy as like just coming up with a plan. If you want it that bad, go and do it. And, um, is that one, that book really inspired me to do like other things that I once thought was impossible. And like how I mentioned, like I've always wanted to um, be a baseball player, like a major league baseball player, or like be a famous actor. I always had these like crazy dreams and stuff that just didn't happen. That's okay. But still kind of like wanted to do like big, crazy things for myself. So, um, yeah, this impossible task of completing the 46 high peaks and within like a year, um, checking that off the list, but excuse me, as I'm like coming to the end of my 46 er journey, I'm like, this cannot be the only impossible task on my life resume when it's all said and done. Like, what more can I do? What are other things that I've never been comfortable with that I need to experience. And I've never really liked running. Um, he, uh, in his, in David Goggins book, he, it's a military term. It's called like embrace the suck. It's just like, accept things that you absolutely don't want to do. You don't, you hate doing, but it's going to help build like character and, and callous your mind a bit. So I was like towards the end of my journey, I was maybe around like my, or, um, high peak 30 or so I was like when this is all done with I need to I want to run um, a marathon and um, I, because I didn't have the equipment for um, winter hiking at the at the time and I thought um, any better way to callous my mind as he would say and get mentally tougher would be to train in the winter where it's like, it's crazy. It gets pretty cold in uh, Buffalo. Um, so in, in between um, uh, the seasons where I'm able to hike and everything without the, or with the gear that I have, figured um, get into running because it's not nearly as expensive as winter hiking gear is. And then it's crazy. I was just talking about it with my girlfriend a little bit ago that like along my journey, I'm, I'm meeting people, um, that kind of like probably planted some, some seeds in my mind. Like I'm on my, I was on top of my like ninth mountain. It was like my, one of my favorite mountains is called Algonquin. And I had no idea that weekend when I got there was Ironman weekend. And I'm, I met this, this, um, older couple at the top. I think they were from Buffalo or I may have met this guy from Buffalo that was doing the Ironman. And then like also met this older couple who, who said their, their son was doing the Ironman. And I was like, there's no way I would ever want to do the Ironman. And then like, I've met um, like months later, I met this, this guy as I was coming down this mountain, moving over to my next mountain as he was coming up, he's wearing this like weighted vest with like no water or anything. And 
I had to ask him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I, I live in Syracuse. I think Syracuse is like three hours from the park, the Adirondack Park. He's like, I'm an ultra runner. Um, I come here to uh, – I wear this vest, and I come here to get a workout, and it helps me with my ultra runs. And I'm like, ultra runs? Huh? I don't even know what that is. And now, like, I'm, I've been diving into ultra runs. Like, it's like anything over 26 miles, like on a, on a trail. And now I've been like researching that and coming up with training plans, how I can do uh, an ultra marathon that's like 50 or a hundred miles, maybe 200 miles someday. Um, yeah. I've just, I'm still adding to the list. That's crazy. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is, you know, started with this, you know, goal that you set after your first mountain that really humbled you. Then you just started conquering one after the other and it just added more seeds and like more fuel to the fire. And you just kept kind of upping that goal and just bettering yourself yeah, along the way. Adding what I like to call adding more impossible tasks to the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool, man. That's such an inspiring story. And like I said, we have to at least once totally get hiking do. together because uh, we have to, yeah, we have to share something that we love in common. And, um, you know, I can't wait for this weather to get nicer and for us to get yeah, out a little bit this would, summer. If the weather's nice, uh, I think it might be nice Sunday. We ought to go Sunday. Hey, I love it. it. Let's do it. <laughs> cool. Uh, and then last piece of um, this podcast I always end with is, you know, there's a piece of advice that you could give me and, you know, even become friends over uh, this past year. What would that advice be? Like you personally give advice to you? Yeah. Or the listeners, if you want to be generic. If you want something bad enough, you can 100% do it. Uh, Don't listen to anybody that gives you doubt. Because more than likely, those people that are giving you doubt are just those that could like listen to any kind of goal that you have. And think that it's just too impossible for them to do it. So that's probably just a reflection of, them, of themselves. If like the only person that knows what they're capable of is you. And if you want it bad enough, you can go and do it. And then aside from that, just your whole life, just welcome any kind of love and give all love that you possibly can. Because love is a beautiful thing. So well said. And John, you are a living example of the advice you give. So I respect that so much more. Hey, I appreciate you, buddy. And uh, hey, work starts up next week. So I'll see you next week, buddy. I'll see you next week. There's a quote by Bill Nye that says, everyone you'll ever meet knows something you don't. And today I learned life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that you showed up for it. Thanks, John.